What's up, everybody? Kevin Wagstaff here. I'm so sorry for publishing this one later than we actually recorded it. I put it out on YouTube about a month ago and totally didn't upload it um, for iTunes, Apple, Google. So Philip Dancer, part two. He was amazing on the first time he was here on the pod. We get into even more interesting topics in terms of average price, social media, and he just goes a little deeper describing the success he's had. And again, he's just got great energy and you can tell he loves this business and he loves working with people. And so again, he's someone we can all learn from. So hope you enjoy the episode and um, let me know if you guys have ideas for guests, um, want to be on yourself, just shoot an email um, or write into our chat. Thanks. Going on? How are you? How have you been? Been doing well, man. But well, lately, holidays were crazy. Got sick over Christmas break, all that. Uh, like a lot of people have dealt with, but yeah, all, all in all, pretty good. What, what's going on with you? Oh, nice. You look great. Uh, well, th- thanks. I, I just got healthy just like a few weeks ago. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It's, 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 it's definitely, um, it's definitely interesting times right now. Yeah. What, so, what were the holidays like for you? I actually got sick too. <laughs> like COVID or just I was- run of the mill? Um, it was just one of the mill cold, th- thankfully. Uh, I got, I was, I was fine for my son's birthday, which was on the 23rd. Um, but then the next day, just completely out of it. We had a ton of family that came over, you know, for, for Christmas. I was laid out on the couch. So, <laughs> and then, on, and then on, on, on top, on top of that, um, I was, I was trying to, I didn't know what I had. So I was trying to just drink as much alcohol as I could to try and kill whatever was in my system. So part of it was, Bill, you look really bad. <laughs> Are you okay? And then also part of it was, I was just trying to kill whatever was in there. So it was a little, little bit of both, <laughs> uh, but I'm fine too. So, so yeah. <clears throat> well, man, thanks for book rebooking this. I love doing repeat uh guests and episodes to check in on how things are going uh we're gonna talk some like client service today but man your first episode we almost got to 900 downloads which is which is like almost like the most like we've ever had um serious yeah so we'll probably it'll probably get to a thousand i imagine in the next you know couple weeks um which is kind of cool right that's, that's, that's really, really cool. I, so I have, I have inspectors call me from all over the country. Really? Just what? Just so it's, network it's, or ask questions about the reviews piece? Network, ask, ask questions about the podcast. Um, they're mo- mostly, mostly a- asking how cool you were. Is he, is, is he, is he really that cool? Exactly. <laughs> don't interrupt, don't interrupt me mid-sense, but, but, but how was Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they'll, they'll call me and, and, you know, and ask my opinion and, you know, ask, ask advice and how to, you know, how to get started. Um, I've also had a lot of veteran inspectors reach out to me, no kidding. Uh, you know, and, and, and ask about, you know, the whole social media presence, um, what's the best way, you know, if they only have so many hours allotted in a day to be able to, you know, spread the word, uh, you know, in, in regards to their business in general, what's the best way to do it? What's the best bang for the buck? So was it hard to handle that while still being busy because this was in november we we launched it or we released the podcast um yeah was it hard to just call people back and chatter you you probably love that kind of thing huh i that's that's what i that's what i gravitate towards that's what i feed off of in in terms of energy so i can't obviously i can't you know i can't respond to them during the day 
Um, but I'll, I'll give them a call at night and then just, you know, and then talk shop and, you know, you know, you know, hear about, you know, what, you know, what they're doing, uh, opine on, you know, what I, 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 you know, who am I, but, you know, ask, you know, opine on what I think, you know, they, they might, you know, want, want to consider, uh, and then just take, take it from there. It's, it, it's, it's really, really cool. It's really, really cool. I never thought anyone would actually reach out. <laughs> so Right. Yeah, no, it shows you there's some good value there and like your energy is contagious. So I think a lot of people enjoy that. What's, um, well, one, did you learn anything from anyone else or like, was there, are you, were you surprised by anything others are doing across the country or what's, or how they do? Um, I, the, the one thing that I, I will say is, is somewhat interesting, but I'm also not surprised by it is there's still a large group of, of inspectors that still are, are gravitating towards um, the whole, I need to get into that realtor office and I need to be able to do the presentation and I'm going to come with all these goodies and I'm going to, I'm going to buy them lunch and so on and so forth. And I tell them, you know, you can't put all of your eggs in one basket, you know, and that's the way, you know, everything goes in life, you know, because if you try to, you know, put all of your eggs into one corner, what if that, what if that one thing, you know, that's working right now, what if it doesn't? And like I was saying before, you have to have, you know, multiple, you know, a chair has four legs. You've got to have multiple, you know, avenues to try and pull in and create awareness just, just in case, because it's going to happen at some point. You know, when, when one thing isn't working all that well, you know, based off of external factors that you can't control, it's really not that big of a deal because you've got all these other things that are running simultaneously and it's, you know, and it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. So, but a lot of people are starting to gravitate towards, you know, how do I get engaged, you know, with, with social media? Um, how does it work? You know, how long should, you know, what's a realistic, realistic expectation in terms of how long, you know, should I wait uh, before I should, you know, before I should start expecting some meaningful results? So it really just depends. I keep on telling everyone, it just depends on you know, what you put into it is what you will get out of it. Yeah. So and you, and I think you had mentioned you were big on just good habits, not necessarily like in three months, things will turn and more of you just do it as a part of your process and the results happen, right? Yes. Oh, cons consistency, consistency, consistency. So I had two realtors that reached out to me within the past three weeks um, that didn't give me the time of day at all at all but i would just consistently over the past year say hello comment on, on you know on, on all on, on all of their posts and try to be supportive and then just like i said before at some point someone's going to get busy someone's going to switch brokerage you know and their and their preferred inspector is no longer their preferred inspector and if you are on top of mind guess who's going to be getting that phone call wow. and you only need and so you got three weeks ago, um, a couple calls and how you said about, yeah. a, about a year you've been kind of, or a, how long had it been since you made initial contact with those particular. When I first started. So a little, a little <laughs> wow. over a year. Yeah. A True. Over a year. So what, what I always tell everyone is again, do not get hung up on, is this person even interacting with me? Forget about it. Just control what you can control, which is being supportive, engaging. We call this social media for a reason. You gotta be social. I mean, my, my wife always laughs at me, makes fun of me because I always I always tell her, you know, this isn't it, it isn't called one way media, you know, where, where where you just constantly post post post, and then they just sit back and try to wait for all these comments and you know likes to come in your way. Yeah, you, know, you you have to be able to try to create that. It's a true following. And someone even mentioned to me the other day. They said uh, that for them, it's kind of like a mini TV series in a way, because, you know, when they, you know, choose to follow you, you know, they're following you for, you know, for a specific reason. They either, you know, find your, your, your niche or your genre entertaining, or they're going to need your service. 
So, you know, over time, they actually get to know you on a certain level because they see you every single day. Right. So they get invested in your story. So, you know, when you know, people, people take breaks, you know, they have a lunch break, you know, you know in the, you know, during the day, um, you know, they all, you know, they're also, you know, not so busy during the weekends. So they're on their phones or, you know, for some reason, if they're in between meetings, they're going to start scrolling. You know, what's Phil doing? What's Kevin doing? I wonder what he's doing in his day. And they see it, they get invested. And then that, that's where the lights come in. You got to get people invested. You got to get them excited about, you know, about you. And then that's all of a sudden how you get, you know, create that following. But the other thing that's also really, really, you know, important is that, and I've also men mentioned this to other inspectors, is because sometimes you'll see people, you know, saying, well, it's not really necessarily about the likes, or it's not necessarily about the comments, you know, but I, I would push back against that. And I always tell people, so remember, why are we all here? You know, we're here first and foremost as inspectors to try and you know, create engagement. So that way we create awareness of our business. And one of the things that our society does to gauge whether or not we're credible on the social media platform is how many likes and how many followers we have and what the engagement is. So if that's the way the game is played, you can't try to swim against the current because if you try to swim against the current, you're going to get tired very, very quickly. So you just got to go with the flow. So if that's what the people want, got to give them what they want. Got to give the give algorithm them what they want. Yeah. Got to give them what they want. Do you um, call for engagement in your posts? Do you say, hey, let me know in the comments? Or do you ask questions kind of prompting that engagement? Or do you just not even worry about that? Very, very rarely. I know there are a lot of, I know there are a lot of folks out there that'll say you should, you should try to, you know, try, try to start that, that engagement. My, my personal opinion then, is, is that if you've got a follow, if you have a loyal follower base, you don't need to say, hey, comment below on this. What do you think about this? What do you think it about will. that? Yeah. It's, it's just going to happen organically. And oftentimes, everyone's different. Me personally, if I see a comment like that, it's actually kind of a turnoff. Because yeah. you're, you're, you're trying to force me to talk to you. Yeah. And then it's obvious because everyone, I think, knows that engagement matters. And so if someone's prompting it, it's like, okay, you're trying to overgame it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, so what's been, what's changed in the last couple of months? Uh, give us a business update. Um, Cause it's been three months, I think since, since we chatted at least. Yeah. Um, oh, so really exciting. I have two new team members on my team. That's huge. That. Yeah. What, who is it? How'd you find them? You know, what to talk to us, talk us through that decision. Yeah. So I have, um, so I have two inspectors right now that are in training. Um, so, uh, so, so one actually reached out to me um through through everything it is that, that i'm doing uh organically through the internet mm -hmm. and the other one is is that it actually came from, from, from one of my really really good friends um his his wife saw that saw what i was doing and saw and, and saw, saw how, how how fulfilling it is but then also she has a very good eye and she said well i could do that so you know she came out you know s several different times uh and she was still comfortable with it and then loved it so then you know that just started the whole entire process so we've got so i so i've got two inspectors that are, that are in training right now uh, so that's actually, that's actually incredibly, incredibly exciting. I never, I never thought that I would, I would be at this position um, after my first year. I thought it'd probably take five years. Right. Right. It's speeding up. So yeah. Walk us through what that conversation was like. They reached out and just said, Hey, are you hiring? Can you, you know, can you train me? Like what, uh, what, what was that like? Well, the first thing that, that I, that I said was I said that, so the, the first, the, the most important thing that you all have to be comfortable with, uh, when it comes to deciding whether 
they think it's a, it's a good fit and they want to and they want to be a part of the team um, because I told them it's a two-way street. So one, you're you're essentially evaluating me and the company, but I'm also evaluating you. And one of the most important things is that can you buy into you know what I'm trying to create? And what I'm trying to create is more of a, like we we're talking about before a premium experience, a premium brand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's two different, uh, you know, regardless of the industry that you're in, you have two sides. You have, you, you have, you have more like the luxury side, you know, more of the high end. And then you have more of like the, more, more of the, uh, the, the, uh, the other side that caters to the masses. So, um, so I said, so we, so we're, we're, we're premium, you know, we're building ourselves as premium. So you have to be comfortable with how we do things. You know, we do, you know, we will, you know, intentionally be longer at the house. Um, you know, we we will intentionally try to educate our clients a little bit more than what is is expected. Um, you know, we will try to create um, a level of experience that wasn't um, that that's not that that's not typical industry standard. Mm-hmm. So if 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 you're okay with doing that and going the extra mile, as cliche as that sounds, but it's true, then. Let, let, let's continue this conversation. But if you're, you know, if, if you're trying to just do essentially what the bare minimum is, so that way you can cram as many inspections as you can in a day, which is also completely fine, then you know we may not be the right fit for you mm-hmm. because that's not that's that's not my vision. What are their back, What are their backgrounds? Um... So so one so one um, he was so he had a big background in in, in, ther- in thermal uh, in thermal imaging. Uh, he goes. Oh. <laughs> I have I have my iPad sitting on books right now. <laughs> so you got you got to be real, otherwise. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. we're back. We're back. Um, you got it. So okay, technical difficulties. So um, so he also sold, sold solar, and then he's also got an electrical background. So he's actually quite he's actually quite proficient. Um, he just needs to you know understand the flow. Um, and also under, understand understand the template and how I go about going through homes. Um, our other inspector, uh, she has an amazing eye. Um, she can she can be very very nitpicky, which is exactly what we want in the home inspection industry. Um, but she she doesn't have a technical background. Mm-hmm. But that's okay though, because mm-hmm. just because you don't have a technical technical background in anything it is that you're doing doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna you know be off to the races, or you know that you're gonna do well. Actually, you know, what, what I learned from my financial profession is that, you know, it, it, when, when, when I was a financial advisor, you know, how, and I might have you know, mentioned this before, what you know has no bearing on how well you do. It all depends on how good you can make clients feel, you know, how great your client experience is, and then take it from there. You will be able to, you have to be competent enough to be able to do whatever it is that you're doing, but you can control that process. Um, and you can control how quickly you can be read into something. Um, but other than that, that's that's it. Anyone can be successful in our career. It just depends on how badly they want it and also how hard are they going to work at it. Love that. that yeah, I love that you have two different backgrounds and you'll see it play out. Did you kind of have to scramble to create like a uh, training and onboarding program or are you just kind of kind of winging it and just saying like, hey, we'll learn as we go? Or how yeah, just, uh, was that? That's a great question. So just... Uh, winging it actually as I go, mm-hmm. but from, from winging from a home inspection standpoint, but in terms of just trying to be able to onboard somebody competently, since I had also like a, ma- a managerial background in the banking, in the banking world, I know how to onboard and, and, and then also train. So it's not, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not brand new to me, but it's also somewhat new because it's, it's slightly different. It's home inspections. 
So, and it's, a, and it's also a lot cooler because I'm not sitting in a bank setting, you know, the bank setting in an office. In the right? field. In the field. I get to be outside in the field. Yeah. So. And then I, I also like that you you care so much about culture and client experience. So I imagine some of the training sessions are purely around that as opposed to just the technical stuff. Because some inspectors, they'll just train their guys on the technical stuff and not even talk about a driveway speech or what you're saying when the client leaves or how you're teeing up the delivery of the report, things like that. So I imagine your people are going to be well-equipped. So the uh, so what we, what we used to always say is that 80% of how successful you are in whatever role it is that you're doing is, is not technical, is not based in technicality. Mm-hmm. It's all based off of client experience. Mm. So, and client experience starts at the initial engagement. So, so in the, in, in the, in the, in the financial planning, you know, banking world is as soon as they walk into that door, we're all on a stage, right? So, so it's got to be seamless. Um, is the moment they walk into that door. So for us as home inspectors, what is that front door? That front door is as soon as as soon as they call in, whoever picks up that phone, they are the gatekeeper. They are the they are the front door. So the way I also equate it in terms of premium ver- versus mass marketing strategy is you know that there there is there both strategies can be extremely successful. And both strategies are completely okay. They just com- they just completely cater to you know, two completely different types of you know client wants and client sets. But you know whatever wh- whatever side of the table you decide to land on, um, you know, and, and, and you want to be represented in and compete in, you have to be able to do that to the best of you know to the best of your ability. So um, I always my wife always laughs at me because I also equate it to um, if I'm going out to eat, you know there, there's a time and place for both things that I love. So I love going to Chick-fil-A. Uh, do you guys have Chick-fil-A? I, I oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got like two within a mile from me, and I, I go to both. Nice. <laughs> uh, whenever I go there, lemonade frosties. No, oh. no, 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 no questions asked. <laughs> yeah. Do you, want a, do you want a strawberry? Do you want a, stra- a strawberry frosty? Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> no, lemonade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so, so if, if, you're gonna, if you're going to be competing in you know so 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 you could either be um you, you could be either you want you could either be the chick-fil-a or you could be the Bruce chris but so if you're going to be the chick-fil-a you got to figure out how to be able to create experience within um the whole mindset of i'm going to try and get people in and out very very quickly if you know and then if you're going to if you're going to try to compete in the Bruce chris space that's that's a completely different conversation right. so what what one of the gripes that i always hear when clients call me is they'll say phil it's actually quite nice to be able to talk to somebody that's actually going to come over to my house because some of the other you know some of the other places that i call in it's a call center mm. or they'll say it's the quote unquote gatekeeper it's the person that books and schedules and even if there's only two of them, they say it's nice to be able to talk to the inspector. You know, cool. because I want to kind of I want to get a feel for them before they come over to my house. I need to feel some type, you know, I, I need to feel confident. So it, you know, so if you're if you if you want to be the best, you know, the best, you know, the best Chick-fil-A that you can be, and that's what you've set out to do, maybe it means that we can't just rely on the you know the person that a- answers the phone and then schedules it and then the inspector goes out the next day maybe you got to make it slightly more higher touch and say okay I'm still going to book for all of our inspectors you know we you know we we can't get you know get away from that because you know this is what you know this is our our model but maybe you're going to have to have the inspectors call at the end of the day 
and say hello and introduce themselves to all of the clients that they're going to be working for the next day. That's more personal. That's a great tip. That's a great tip. I think everyone should do that. I, I think that's that goes that, such that, a long way. So in a, in a world where we're so go, 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 and if we want to differentiate ourselves from everybody else, you got it. You got, you got, you got to do some, you got to do something different, but still within your same space. Right. So, you know, for me, it's, you know, because I'm, I'm competing more in the premium space. I don't have that. I don't have that concern of trying to make it a little bit more personalized with, um, you know, with trying to overcome the essentially the objection or the hurdle of making it more personalized because I've got a gatekeeper answering the phones. I'm going to have it where, depending on the area that they're calling in and they need help for, you know, help for and from, it's going to be directed to that inspector right away. That level so, of, that level of touch and service too works really well with luxury agents and high-end agents because that's how they do their business, right? They, it, yes. align, it aligns with how they practice. Yes. Yes. So, so, so you can see eventually where, 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 where this whole thing is, is, is migrating. It's, it's, it's being created and set up to exactly align ourselves with luxury agents. That's exactly because there is no true luxury home inspection firm in my, in my area, in my area. Um, because, you know, there are, there are some of the other firms that are out there that'll say we can handle the luxury homes um, you know, because luxury homes are complex. You know, so they have, they, they, have, they have multiple packaged units, they have multiple panels, all these different things which require multiple inspectors. But the thing is, you're missing the boat. You know, I can bring in a whole bunch of inspectors and do the whole house. But the difference between luxury and just mass market is, it's not about the technicality, it's about the client's service. That's what they expect. These types of people, and I'm starting to digress, sorry. These, type, you know, these, you know, these clients, um, they're used to going to a Maggiano's, a Ruth's Chris, a Morton's. They're used to going to Ritz. They're used to going to the Grand Floridian down at, you know, down at Disney when they take their family there. So if I'm going to align myself with those types of realtors, the experience is going to be the same, which means that I will, our company will essentially be an extension of what they do. So there is no difference in terms of client service. I think uh, more, people, I, more people need to market <laughs> towards this, I think, and speak to it on their websites. Because you're right, I've never seen a even a website of an inspector even address or acknowledge the luxury high-end experience. And that's cool. I, I just off, I'm just brainstorming now of like, maybe that needs to be like a page on the website where like you talk through how you work with luxury and high-end agents. So you do it, you, you tell them in person and you show yeah. them. Yeah, I was, I was thinking, I was thinking about that the, the, the other, the other day, you know, how do we do it? Because we're also very, very family oriented. And I, you know, I want to, I, I want to be approachable. You know, the, the, the one, the one concern is if we create a page that, that's specifically for, you know, for, you know, you know, I, I never want to come across as, you know, you know, as pretentious. Um, <clears throat> we're, we're, we're still welcoming, but you're right. You're absolutely right. You know, creating that, that, that page. Um, you know, that, that also demonstrates, you know, what our capabilities are. Um, I don't how do you know, strike maybe... the balance? Yeah. How do you strike the balance? Maybe it's a hidden page that's not accessible to everybody that you just send that link to the, you know, the luxury brokerages. Um, I was actually talking to the web team about it where maybe, maybe it's a, it's a completely separate page that, that says luxury. And then there's a, a specific code that you have to tap in and then yep. the doors open. 
Ooh. <laughs> Makes them just feel, yeah, I love that. And yeah, a locked page where it's just like, oh yeah, oh, this is special access. VIPs only. VIPs only. So yeah. Uh, we we help we help everybody, but yeah. you know that that's you know that group you know re- requires a completely different skill set and it's it's completely different from from, from, from a technical skill set i love that idea um boom good idea right there so so you want we wanted to chat again to talk client service basically so yeah. tell me what you had in mind and what, what what are some things you're thinking about when you said hey let's let's do a round two um and talk client experience client service so, so also the reason why I wanted to talk about client service is, and I was, you know, I was starting to go down that road the last time, is that I think we all, um, as an industry and as a group, um, we all need to start, you know, valuing ourselves. Um, and, and part of, you know, valuing what we do is also getting compensated fairly for what we do. Mm-hmm. But we can't, we, you know, as, as a whole industry and as a whole group, we can't, you know, just, just arbitrarily raise prices you know, without changing anything, that doesn't look, that looks a little weird, right? right? So, <clears throat> so we have to create value. We have to create a reason why, you know, our prices are different, you know, and they also should increase every single year with inflation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually sorry, this is also really, really cool because of the fact that, you know, that, that I was with you last time, I've actually heard that a lot of the other companies here in our, in my area, some of the bigger ones have started to increase prices. Affecting change. So, so, so it's, so, it, and it goes back to the whole you know, entire analogy, like a rising tide. So if you know, a rising tide will lift all ships. So if we can get enough buy-in from, from, we don't have to get a buy-in from everybody, but if we can get enough buy-in from the majority of the industry, then we will all be able to increase our prices. This is but really then, important. I want to, I want to pause on this or, or double click on this because you, it sounds like we're kind of a thought leader in your, in your local area and, and you're a year in, year and a half in. So everyone has the power and opportunity and ability to raise the bar and raise the standard. It sounds like you've raised the standard a little bit in your area and others are like, oh crap, we got to start adding more value. We all oh, crap, we, we can raise prices. And so I think it benefits everybody to do what you've done. It's kind of a good blueprint. It, it, it's, 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 it's good for everybody because the other thing too is that are so so the families that we serve i i, I feel as if um don't really you know see, they see the value in it but because of the fact that we've been underpricing ourselves for so many years they don't also don't understand how important it is that you know we, we do what we what we do mm-hmm. um so i i think what so one of the things that we need to do is try to create the why behind are, you know you know we're, we're you know we're, we're starting to increase those rates and it all comes down to client service and that experience if you can if, if we can create you know a level of client experience and service within either our mass market or within our premium luxury space then we can all justify price increases I mean every everybody wants to be able to create a better life for their family I'm sure the majority of you know our business owners want to be able to also you know, increase the pay for their inspectors. So, um, but then also naturally, they're going to also be able to increase pay for themselves. Nobody wants to do, you know, run ragged and do five inspections in a day, three inspections a day, you know, show up late to things. It's not a good feeling. So 
so ju ju just ju so just to give you an idea, and I don't say this to be braggadocious, but I, I, I feel as if it, it needs to be said just to kind of convey that it is po it is possible, and this is what we should work towards. So the inspection that I was at a couple of days ago, it was a, it was a, so I do a lot of new construction in, in, in inspection. So also remember that you know so our rates are are, are based off of not just who I think the who the builder is and what I think the condition it's going to be in when I walk in. So it's all based off of time. But it also is based off of size. I mean, the, 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 the a couple of days ago when I did my final inspection, that final inspection was twelve hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. So I also booked a pre drywall and a final inspection um, at the uh, on Monday. Each one was twelve hundred dollars. So it's possible. Now, not every inspection is going to be $1,200. However, if I think that it's going to be more time intensive, I have no problem and I, will, and I don't have any hesitation charging what I think my time is worth. But also it's not just, I just charge $1,200. There's that whole experience that, that comes with it. You know, I'm very, very responsive to answering the phone. Um, I follow every, every, everything that I'm doing. So if they ask me to check in on something, or if I'm going to, if I need to be at a certain place at a certain time, I'm letting them know when I arrive. I'm letting them know when I leave. I'm letting them know what, what, what my thoughts are in terms of you know, what I'm taking a look at. I'm over communicating because that's what they expect if, they're, if they think that they're getting something that's premium. So again, for the mass market, you can still be premium, but within your mass market, if that makes sense. It's that high touch. So, 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 so to speak, I love, and this is something for everyone to think about who's listening to this. Uh, if you, I just, I was just thinking this off the top of my head, as you were saying that if you resent answering the phone or having another conversation with a client, maybe you're not charging enough because you charge what you're worth. So you don't mind over communicating probably. Cause you're like, this is what you're paying for. And, and yes, this is, this is what you're paying for. I am very different from everybody else because I encourage you to call me. But here's the, here's the other thing about it too, is remember, so I'm, posis I'm positioning it as I am the center of influence. I am the gatekeeper for all of the different trades when it comes to homes. Mm -hmm. So I always tell them, I may not know all the, you know, all the answers, but I can point you in the right direction. But guess what that does? If they now view me as their essentially essential financial advisor, so the financial advisor is 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 this is is a, is a whole circle for the whole entire relationship, which then refers out to all these different people. I'm always on top of mind. So the next time one of their friends or family needs help, guess who they're calling? Because they know they don't have they don't get that from anybody else. Beautiful, beautiful. So that that's that's the dif that's the difference maker and I, and I've, I've heard from other people too that that have, that have called me they'll say phil you know your mindset is is completely different because i just attended this conference and it's a whole bunch of the uh, of, of of the old guard where the whole mentality is no callbacks <laughs> this is how you do it so you don't get any callbacks and my mentality is no 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 you want callbacks but you want the good ones the ones where they ask questions about their house two months later on because they don't know how to do something because that demonstrates they actually see you as a knowledge resource. I want callbacks. You need to call me. I love, I'm that. Your I love that. What do you know about what your average um, inspection fee is? Have you? Um, so I so I hover around six fifty. Six fifty. Awesome. I hover. Around I have around 650. So because of the fact that I'm now start, starting to move more towards the luxury market, that's why you're also seeing those, those prices go up. But then also, 
um, the fact that I, I'm encouraging callbacks, that's also justifying price increases because it's now no longer just about the actual inspection itself. Right. And, and they're not just basing the rate and comparing me to everybody else based off of the inspection. Now they're comparing to, this is everything that I'm getting along with the inspection. Yeah. If, if that makes sense. So it then does. when I- the, Everyone needs to be doing this. I said this last time, everyone needs to be thinking about what else you can offer for a premium experience that is twice the national average. Cause I think 350, 360 is like the national average for, um, for an inspection fee. You're just valuing your time. It's, it's not, it's, it, and it's, you can't just flip the switch overnight. Mm -hmm. um, it takes time. And I, and, and for, and for, for some folks, um, it's going to take a little, uh, you know, that time it's because you have to be comfortable with starting to become that resource. But once you, you know, you're, you're comfortable being that resource, there's going to be a huge, there's going to be a huge paradigm shift. I, 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 I'm going to predict this now. There's going to be a huge paradigm shift in or a fundamental shift in our industry. Um, it's going to be, you're going to see the shift, this pivot towards more of a service oriented type of industry, as opposed to something that's very, very transactional, because they're going to start to see that once they now become the center of influence or the gatekeeper, if you will, now all of a sudden you can have your own book of business. Clients will come back to you over and over again for other things. So mm -hmm. if you know, so if we all if we all test the mold, at some point they will probably run across an instance where they might have a question of whether or not it's impacting the air quality in the house. Guess who they're gonna call first? But guess what all, all this means? As you are now the center of influence, it limits the need to have to go to the realtor offices. It limits the need to have to do SEO, to do Yelp ads, to do Google ads, because that type of stuff doesn't need to happen for an extended period of time. It's only meant to be there as a temporary crutch until you have a book of business that's so large now that it's just constantly moving. It's just constantly going. We should, if we all do this correctly, at some point we should be probably about ninety percent referral base, where we, where we wake up every single morning and the phone just rings, because it's re, because it's existing clients that have problems, and we're there to solve them. Are you thinking about how this can potentially scale? So you think like there's only one there's only one Philip at your company. Yeah. How are you thinking about when your volume is two to three X where it is now of being able to still have that time and attention or does it scale specifically because you're not doing four inspections a day? Um, you do have the time to give everyone that attention. Yeah. So, so, so that's, so that's where my build out is different from the mass market build out. So that's where, you know, depending on, on where you decide to land, then you'll have to create it just a little bit differently. But where, where I've decided, where I've decided to land is so essentially I will never be overwhelmed to the point where I, where that type of experience um, goes away because now, now that I'm pretty much at capacity, that's why you see that I'm training two other inspectors. So the way it's, it's working, so it's the exact opposite. So where if I was on the mass market side, what I do is I set up um, a, a call center or a person that answer the, answers the phones. And then whoever's, whoever's the next inspector you know, that's available, that person goes up and goes see the, and goes sees the client. But the problem is there is inconsistency. There's always a question mark in the realtor's mind or in the client's mind, who are they gonna get? I don't know if Susie has the same level of consistency as Amy, mm -hmm. but, the way that I've decided to, to do it is I want each inspector that comes on board 
that whenever, so any new client that they take in, that is their own book of business. So once that inspector becomes, is, is at capacity, new inspector, then that inspector builds his or her book of business once they're at capacity, new inspector. So that's the way that in the, in, in the pre, in the, so this is how we do it as financial advisors. So we do it as, so you can have multiple financial advisors that, so, so that, that serve, let's say I'm in Frederick, so that serve Frederick County. And they, and so whenever a realtor goes to, you know, needs help um, or, or, or an investor needs help, they only know me. I am the face of Frederick Home Inspection Services. But since now that I'm pretty much at capacity, when now when we have these new inspectors coming on board, that person is the only person that they know. And they are the face of Frederick Home Inspection Services. And that's how the, 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 the consistency is the same across the board. Because that person never takes on essentially new people that they don't know. They're not being fed the next available. If, if, that, if that makes sense. So now they have their own, they're their own center of influence within their book. And that's how it gets managed. And then the other interesting thing is you can also, uh, on a business owner end, you can actually compare on, you know, on, on the back end how profitable each person's book is. Because everyone has a different skill set and everyone has, has a different way of managing things. So, you know, so, so this, you know, inspector, you know, X has, has increased, you know, her business by 20%. In, inspector A has, you know, did it by 15. Congratulations. You both, you, 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 you know, both of you guys did well. You and you can set goals because everyone's going to be at, 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 a, at a completely you know, different, uh, you know, stage of growth within, within their career. So you're not competing. So you're not competing against somebody else. You're just essentially having them compete against themselves, which is, can you do better than what you did last year? This is what your book grew. This is what your book made. Can you do better? And this is what you contributed to the overall team. But this is also part of what I was telling you about, about you know, on, on the last podcast in terms of creating ownership within, within you know, for, for, like, for, like, for like Disney. Disney empowers all of their employees that if they see something, they don't have to ask for managerial approval. They just go and do it because that's what great client service you know, is about. So this is how we also can start to create the buy-in. It's their book. They control how profitable they are. They are the face of the company. So whatever it is that you need and you feel needs to be done in order to make sure that your book continues to grow, you do that. You don't have to necessarily call me and, and ask me if this is something that, that, that you can do to make sure that that client has a great client experience. Do they own agent relationships too? So is it, is it like the agents yeah. they work with that's considered maybe part of their book? That's part of their book. Okay. And, that, that, and that's, and that's what, what one of the things that's so important because I hear agents lamenting all the time. I don't know who I am getting. I don't know who I'm getting. I don't know what the experience is, is like. Therefore, it's, oh, I'm always a little bit on edge. But right. if I get a person every single time and that person is the face of the company, you have consistency across the board. And also on top of that, you are now creating a relationship with that agent. So if for some reason, if that agent, you know, um, it goes to another place, guess what? They have such a connection with that particular inspector. They're not, they're, they're going to be a lot less likely to change because it's, they're, they're, they're no longer um, sending referrals to the company. So they're no longer sending, you know, referrals to Frederick Home Inspection Services. They're sending it to the inspector. The relationship is with the inspector, not the company, and that's what that, that, that's what creates creates that whole snowball effect, and that's how you're able to able to scale it the premium way. 
you get that much more exactly. buy-in from your people too, because they are the face of the company. They get buy-in, they feel accountable, they feel ownership. Um, let's go back to this premium thing because I think it's 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 that important and it requires. Uh, it, I think it warrants us talking about it more. What advice would you give, like a first or second step for someone that says, "Man, six fifty, that is beautiful. Like I I want to move towards that direction." How would you even guide someone to start thinking about it in that way? So one, um, that's a great question. So you know how it's just like um, during the summertime and uh, during the summer times here, uh, it's not as warm as down in Florida. Uh, so the pool's gonna be a little, pool's gonna be a little bit cold when you first jump in, right? Especially, you know, around Memorial Day. So if you kind of just tow your, you know, you just, just put your foot in the water, it's cold. It's gonna take, a, take you a while to get in. Or you can just jump right in. You'll get shocked for the first couple of seconds, but then after that, then it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's no different than this. If you drag, if you try to drag yourself slowly into incre- increasing fees, you're not going to be where you want to be because you're always going to couple come up with an excuse as to the reason why it's right. not going. But if you just if you just tell yourself, you know what, I'm this year is going to be my year. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to work less. I'm going to get paid more. I'm going to have more family time. Just do it. You're going to get no's, but that's okay. Not everyone's going to tell you yes, but the majority of it, it majority of them, if you if you if you're able to articulate the value of your service and you have conviction, you know, behind your voice, they will see value in that and they will pay you. So what I so so what what I what I always tell so to, so to go back to your question, so one just do it. Change your prices across the board. No questions asked. Two, client service. So that also, so, so how, so how do we convey that, 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 that client, that level of client service? So for a home inspector, that's, that's maybe about a year in and they need to start changing the direction. What I would first do is I would go to every single one of the clients that I helped last year and I would call them and I would say, Hey, just want to check in with you. How's the house? How's the house? And then after you catch up with them, um, then ask, hey, can you do me a huge favor? You know, I'm trying to grow my business. I know, you know, I know that you loved me um, and that you thought I did an amazing job for you. Would you mind leaving me a review? Have that person leave you a review. So one of the ways that you're going to have to justify higher prices is you need a lot of reviews. Remember last time it took me around 70 reviews before my phone started ringing. Every 70, right? That was kind of the magic number, I think. Yeah. Asked, right. About 70. Yeah. So if you're going to start increasing prices, you're going to need a lot of reviews. You're going to, you're, you're going to, you're going to need a good amount. So we don't know what that number is going to be for your specific area, but you just know, you know, you need a whole bunch of them. So start going back. And if, and if you generally did a great job, you know, for the families that you help, they are going to want to help you. But that so, you, got, you got to carve time out for that. I'll add that it's like never a good time to say no to a job. But if the trade-off is getting another five, 10, 15 reviews a week, that's what you so did. It's, it's, it's worth it because that means it's less realtor offices or eventually no realtor offices. It yep. means you know less Google ads and less Yelp ads. So, so, on, and so, so on and so forth. Beautiful. And it, so remember, any, you know, you know, it's it's so cliche, but it's true. Remember, anything in life um, that's worth doing is hard. So, great it's, advice. It's, it's it's really important. It's really important to do. 
Um, but you know, the other thing is if you're not, if you're not all about high touch now, like how I was describing today's your day, today starts high touch, high touch. So if a, if a realtor calls you and says that I have an inspection for you, we got to go here tomorrow. This is the date. So you say, thank you so much, Mr. or Mrs. Realtor. Give me all the information. I will call the client tonight, introduce myself and say hello. I will set proper expectations as to what the experience is going to be like and what can, and what they can expect. And then you do that. And then after, after that phone call, then you call back your, your realtor or your center of and say, Hey, thanks so much for the referral. I just spoke to your client. They're good. To you. But you know what, you know what that's doing? That's doing what the high-end realtors already do. Yes. You have to mimic them. So over communicate over over communicate that's that a big that's that a big already hallmark. feels premium to me compared to what the average is in our industry that alone i know it's not the only thing you do i know you do like 20 other things but like yeah. that touch point alone is worth real value in dollars in the client's head i don't know it's hard to put a price on it but like you can probably already charge more if you're willing to do that yes and and the, the realtors will start to see well you know the, the realtors will start to see that because like you said nobody does that so that also creates creates the buzz you know, so, you know there, there are you know tons of realtors coming on board every single day so when they ask who to go to wouldn't you want to be the first person that you know all <laughs> i say you should really go to this person because their client service is so different all right so that's that's great and it's and it's no different than you know after after the inspection. So if so if you're so if if you've completed the inspection and if you're one of the inspectors that sends out the inspection report that same day, or even if it's after the the, the day after, um, I utilize not just the auto you know the automated text you know that, that Spectora uses you know you know sends to sends there right, which I love because that also helps me just in case if for some reason if I'm not able to get to it right away. Right. Um, I also text the realtor, hey, just so you know, reports out. Call me if you need me. Do the same thing to the client, even though I've got the auto, you know, the auto, the auto text set up. Reports out. Let me know as soon as as soon as you read it. Let me know. Let's talk about it. So even if they don't want, so even if they don't want to talk about it, I still said, let's talk about it. I am going out of my way to demonstrate that I care. Nobody else is doing that, and it doesn't take that. It, it doesn't take that much time. So if you're so if if you're a part of more of like the, uh, the the mass market strategy, it still only takes like maybe a couple of minutes out of, out of out of your day to call you to call your clients back from the previous day and say, hey, so your report's out. Call me if you need me. I may not be able to, but remember, we always set proper expectations so that way you know clients aren't upset. So we also so we also tell them, hey, so I just sent out sent out the report. Call me if you you know call me if you have questions. Just so you know, I'm in inspections during the day. I may not be able to answer right away, mm -hmm. but I will be able to get back to you as soon as I'm able. And they also appreciate that because they see that you're very on top of things. It's very, if, if I can anticipate what their, you know, what their question is going to be or what their need is going to be, that's also high level. Anticipating their need before they tell me. So, 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 so for things like, so, so, so perfect example, I have a realtor that I just started working with. Um, 
He's also very, very high touch, very meticulous and, and very, very methodical. And, 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 I, and I was at a historical home that was built in the early 1900s. Um, and this was the first one where I knew that he was gonna have to negotiate and he had never seen the repair request builder. Um, he, and he doesn't know what it is because the other inspectors that, that he uses doesn't use Spectora. So, I, so when I texted him and I said, here's you know, the, the reports out, call me, call me if you have questions. I also already called your client and went through the whole entire summary with him just to make sure that he doesn't, he doesn't have any questions. Also, here's the link to, since I know that you're not familiar with Victoria, here's the link to the repair request builder. Um, I've, I, I added um, the tutorial so you know how to actually do it. Call me if you have questions because you're going to need it to negotiate. <laughs> and he goes, oh, okay. oh my God. I've already, I knew he was already, he was, he was going to say, Bill, this is a lot. And what are the big things I'm going to have to negotiate? I've already handled that and said, here's the link that you need to use to, to educate yourself on how to actually do, set up the repair request builder. What Not a lot of people. Huh? What was he his said, reaction or response? Was he, he, said, he said, oh my God, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> so, that, but, but, but again, you know, when we go into these high-end establishments, you know, regardless if, if it's for dining or, 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 or if it's you know, to, you know, to, to stay overnight, this is what these industries do. They are trying to anticipate that you know, the client's need or exceed their, you know, exceed their expectations every single time. So it's no different for us, um, and, and you know, with what we do on a daily basis. It's just, you just have to gear it towards you know your mass market strategy or your premium strategy or your luxury strategy. But regardless, you still have to do it right. if you want to grow. If you, you want to yeah, grow, you grow, and if you want to be on the high end of whatever your strategy is, price wise, you got to do these things. Maybe to a lesser degree, like you said, if you're going after the four or five a day, um, maybe you don't have as much time, and that's okay. But like, you still got to be premium for the segment you're playing in. And I love how you, I love how you make that distinction of like, what game are you playing? And then play it at a really high level. Yes. But here's the other thing too, that I, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was talking to, what, to, to one of my team members about the other day um, is that, so if, if, if you're falling, you're, you know, falling in, into that category where you're doing mass markets and you're doing, you know, four a day, five a day, I would, I would, I would ask, I would encourage you to ask yourself the question, you know, when you have a little bit of downtime, why are you doing four, four or five a day? Three's even you know, a lot. If they're big houses, three's a, three's a lot. You know, are, are, are you are you doing it because you just love what you do, which is totally cool, or are you doing it because you need the revenue? There's an you know, if if the answer is that you're doing it because you need the revenue, there's a better way to collect the same amount of revenue and not run around with your head cut off. There's a better way to do it. When I was when I was you know when I was at, at that at that new construction inspection the other the other day, where where it's you know three times or four times whatever it is the industry average. I didn't have a care in the world. I was hanging out. I made, I, I made, so, you know, besides inspecting, I also, I also made content for my, for my social media. I'm not worried about going to the next, being at the next place on time. I am worried about providing an amazing client experience, tagging everything that needs to be, you know, noted and brought to the builder's attention. But then also, you know, my quality of life is so much better than trying to do five because I charged appropriately. I, my, well, 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 one, of my, one of my teammates um, call, calls it, um, so, so I call it hanging out. I just hang out at people's houses and just happen to point out things because I'm not rushed. I'm not rushed. What, do you set certain time slots that you do inspections at each day? Um, is it like uh, nine and one or like, or is it just open scheduling to where whenever they need it? One in it? the morning. 
one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Okay. That's it. So, so, so the, depending on the complexity of the build or the, or the, or the home or the, uh, or the resale, um, I, I know how, how early I need to start. So 8 a.m., 8.30, 9, you know, 9.30, 10, whatever, whatever it is. And then I'll start the next, next inspection after that accordingly. So I have, so I, I can, I have a lot of flexibility in my schedule because I'm not cramming the three to, you know, four or five. Totally. My work-life balance is so much better than I would than if I was trying to do so many. How's so. the social content going? How's that? Is uh is that evolving? Are you finding things in homes that you know? I, I I've watched some of it and I love it. I think everyone needs to follow your uh, Instagram account. We'll shout that out. But how is that? Is it fun still? Did you see the one that I posted yesterday? Where it was a whole bunch of uh, people screaming in the background, and I walked and I walked out of the uh, I walked out of a new construction home. No, no. <laughs> When you get a chance, when you yeah. get a chance, look, look at my most recent reel. I walked out of a, out of a new construction home, and it's like a whole bunch of like screaming fans in the background. I'm like, <laughs> 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 so um, it's 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 really it's really it's really really good. I, I started gravitating towards reels just to you know mix mix it up and and, and change it up a little bit. Yep. Um, it's 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 really 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 good. I think the uh, the highest amount of likes, and again, you know, you know, people don't always say, you know, that you know, don't you know, don't count to me how many likes that you have or the comments, because you know, there's so many other things. But remember, again, you know, our society, our society, you know, values you know certain things, and if they're going to gauge, you know, you know, how credible you are based off of those types of parameters, you're gonna have to play. You're gonna have to play to the game. So I think the most amount of likes I think was around. I think I've almost hit three thirty on one post. So. So for me, um, after just a year of being on Instagram, I, I, th- I think that's pretty cool. You know, th- there, are, there are a ton of people that, that like quadruple what I do on a daily basis in terms of likes. But I, I, I think for me and where, where I am, that's really cool. Like, I, I never thought I would have, you know, over 300 likes on one post. I mean, so. It's great. So yeah. And you're having fun with it. And I just listened to um, Facebook's like earnings call the other day because they own Instagram and they like it's all about reels. Reels gets you more visibility because that's one of Facebook's priorities is to eventually monetize reels. So guess what? If you make reels, they're going to show them in more places to more people. And so I think it's smart you're doing that for what it's worth. I think reels are are kind of what Facebook cares about the most. So I, I think too. Um, the other thing I, I was telling a couple of, a couple of inspectors um, the other day is that um, remember, so when we when we go to social media, people go first and foremost to the platforms for an entertainment. Entertainment. Yep. For entertainment. Let <clears throat> um, it be social. So if we're constantly posting things about this is the reason why your sediment trap is too short, and you know what's going to happen if you're. T- every once in a while that's cool that's cool but it can't be every single time because then people are going to tune you out so fast and you're not going to get what you want out of it here repeat that again because i think most inspectors need to hear this and get it through their heads most people don't care and don't speak like our industry does we we may nerd out to that stuff because that's what we deal with every day they don't care <laughs> if, if i tried to show somebody for the you know for, so for my last 40 posts if i only talked about why you know, why it's bad for you know for, for, for your flame in the furnace to be orange <laughs> or you know why your you know, your tpr valve is too high i'll get tuned out so fast you know that and i'll i'll have no engage i'll have zero engagement 
zero in it, it, that, that that's not what i'm here for I'm, I'm here to try to get like a captive audience where i'm trying to entertain the best way that i know how and every once in a while sprinkle in education um and, and tidbits in terms of what to look for so that way i'm creating credibility and then when the time comes they know who who to go to so how do you find ideas or how do you how do you find the creativity to post about other things or or like how would you how would you advise someone to even say Oh, Philip, I don't, I don't know how to talk about anything else besides, you know, TPR valves and, and plumbing pipes. Like what, what do I talk That's about? That's a great question. So, well, well, one, um, I would make it more personable. Mm. So if, so, 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 so if you've got a mix, you know, mix between the two, maybe, maybe, maybe you use posts to make, to make it more of the technical aspect of things. And then your stories make that more personable or switch it. You know, because people are also going to gravitate towards you because you're human. If you're always posting about your work, you're not uh, a person. You're not a person anymore. Great call. Such so, a good call. So you want to be known as, let's say, you, know, you are Kevin that happens to do home inspections. You don't want to be known as Kevin the home inspector mm. because now it's just a job. It's not interesting. Yeah, that's not interesting. And it's not interesting. And they can't connect with you. They can't connect with you, but if they can, you know, every once in a while, you, you know, you're at a winery, you know, you're at a brewery, you're having fun on vacation. And maybe every once in a while you send them, you know, post a picture of the family having fun. Now you're a human being and they can relate to you. That, that's, that, that's, that's the thing. We can never lose sight of that Um, because it's, it's really, really cool to see, to see a a big company always talking about technicalities, but it's also very boring. And that's, the, and that's not what, that's not what social media is for. And too many companies actually do that. So only the lo- biggest of the biggest companies can actually get away with that. Right. For everybody else. We can't, we can't do that. We don't have the pool. That's a so. gem. That's a gem. We got to leave it there, man. Um, I, I want to be respectful. Both of our time. we got a, a minute left, but that right there could change people's businesses. That last few minutes that you just said of like, be a human that people can relate to. Beautiful. Man, this flew by again. The hour flies by when we're talking. Um, we might have to do a regular series or something because you, uh, you, so be you have so much to say and you're so damn good for the industry. I just, everything you say, I'm sitting here like nodding and saying like preach because it it's, needs to be said more. And I'm going to have you on as many times as possible to, to hammer this, these messages. Home. I would love to do it. And it's all, it's all, repeat, it's all repeatable. It's not rocket science. Oh, this is fun, man. Um, Phil, I'm going to post links to everything in the description here to let everyone know how to get a hold of you. You'll probably get more calls and more people coming to you. But thank, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you for always sharing good energy and tips. And you're so selfless um, and all the success you're having, man. It, it's so thanks, wonderful. Kevin. And you're and, and you're very and you're very welcome. There's room for everybody at the top. That's the most important thing to know. So there's enough success. There's enough success for all of us. Yes, there is. Right on, man. Well, have a good rest of your day. Thank you. Good seeing you. You too. Take it easy. All right. Bye. All right. Bye.